All right, so we're recording. Welcome to episode 10 of Auto Off Topic, uh, the podcast. I'm your host, Andrew, and joining me as always to help with hosting duties is Brad. Good evening, Andrew. And this week, because it's the first episode of 2017. As promised. As promised, we have a guest. This uh, We've got Jared Robinson, a.k.a. Chapel, joining us. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? A.k.a. as in, not like he's running from the law, a.k.a. as in internet pseudonym yes. Chapel. Yes. Yes. You may know him from the internet as Chapel. Yes. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yes. If you're a Volkswagen nice. owner, more likely there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was the car lounge? Uh, yeah. Uh, car lounge. Vortex. Vortex. Yeah. <laughs> and the car lounge. And, and works. Yeah. <laughs> any forum for any car he's ever owned and then some. Yeah. Everybody else's forums too. Yeah. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he is possibly one of the only people I know who has more obscure car knowledge than 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 we do here. So it's gonna be fun. Yeah, <laughs> I blame that on my Aspergers. <laughs> oh, I blame it on reading nothing but magazines about cars when I was a kid. So that too. Yeah. So uh, 2017. Welcome. I know. Goodbye, it's good. 2016. It's good. Not gonna say it was a bad year personally, but we all know everybody's the hot thing to do right now is to make fun of 2016. So. Screw you, 2016. See that Mariah Carey shit show? I, 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 I saw it after somebody oh, told yeah. me. I saw it, was it so after funny fact. at the time. I, I don't waste my time. <laughs> it was just like, just walking around like, just, I don't know what to do or yeah. whatever. As an audio so engineer, ridiculous. I was looking at that and going, Ugh. <laughs> this isn't her fault. They, they need to fire all the people in the back. But. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, don't have any corrections and omissions this week. I think we had one last week. We could remember we what it was. We had some stuff wrong, but we forget what it was. I can tell you. Do you remember? Yeah. Uh, you remember? All right. No, probably not off the top of my head, but. Okay. We'll figure it out in the way. Yeah. No big deal. Um, oh. If, if it was wrong and you know it was wrong, you already know it was wrong. If it was wrong and you don't know it was wrong, just pretend it was right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so last week I said we were going to have a coloring contest. I just want to remind everyone that we're having a coloring contest of the Colt coloring book that I posted. The Mitsubishi to, coloring book. Mitsubishi coloring contest. I posted uh, a link and the pictures that I've scanned from the coloring book, those are on the Facebook page. Uh, I'll repost it again this week. Uh, we're going to run it till uh, February 1st, I believe, is the first Whatever the first Wednesday, Wednesday of that of month. February. Yeah. So I figured we could have two uh, versions. You can you can color it in with, like, you know, pencils, crayons, whatever. Take a picture of it, post it to our wall. Or if you want to take one of the digital versions of it and color it in in, like, Illustrator or something. Or if you're really good with MS Paint. I don't know if people still do Even that. Even if you're not really good with MS Paint. Yeah, it would be really <laughs> funny if you just do whatever you want to do with it. I keep, mean, keep, keep it PG-13. Yeah, no, no dick pics or anything. Yeah, that's, good. that's a good one for the car lounge to put on. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I guarantee you'll get some really promote, good like, Promote, promote, promote. Yeah, yeah, sure. Hey, the more places we're promoted, the more people listen. Yeah. Yeah. The more people listen, the better it is for us. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, project car updates. So, uh Last week, I talked about almost buying a second-gen Montero with the and, box flares. And it falling through. And it falling through because it didn't have a title. Was that covered on the podcast? I think it was. It right? was. Yeah. Uh, I contacted uh, a friend of ours that we have in uh, Arizona, uh, Josh. Uh, he runs a company called Adventure Driven Design. So if you've got a Montero and you want off-road parts for your Montero, you should check them out. I think they're also starting to do some Toyota stuff. Or I'm not. not. I'm not sure. No? He said something about Toyota. Maybe I misheard. But definitely Montero stuff, which yeah. is hard to get because nobody yes. makes it's Montero It's nice stuff. to see someone making stuff or two guys. It's two guys making stuff for that platform. But anyway, I contacted him because I was like, oh, I want to get a rust-free truck. Uh, he has got one, and I bought it. So for a little bit more money than what I was going to spend on a rusty 
broken truck from Massachusetts or Northeast rather. I've got an Arizona truck. So, and that leads us to project car update number two. That segues right into Brad's project car update because we need you to go get it. Correct. Well, there's two project car updates. I think last week we'd already taken apart the Raider or we hadn't taken it apart yet? We had, we had taken it apart. We had? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's apart. Since last week, wonderful listener of the show has come through and uh, supplied me with a cylinder head to put on the four-cylinder Raider. Uh, Montero Raider. Same thing. So regardless, that's uh, that's moving along as soon as that part comes in. That car should be on the road next week. I can't wait. I'm very excited. More exciting is picking up Andrew's Montero in Arizona. Um, my company, Vintage Imports of New England, has been in the market for a while. We talked about it on the podcast in the past, buying a diesel truck. Um, I've I, I bit the bullet, and I've figured out finances and money and everything else. Uh, and I'm also buying a truck in Arizona. Um, I looked at a bunch of Massachusetts trucks. Andrew and I actually went out, the, was it New Year's Day? No, New it was Eve? before. Okay, day before New Year's Eve? Friday. Okay, nonetheless. We went out, found a truck, said, all right, I'm going to go to the bank, try to buy this truck, and come back and get it. By the time we got back, the truck had sold to a cash buyer. So, And since then, I found nothing but rusty trucks here in New England. Uh, even 10-year-old trucks are rusty here in New England, unfortunately. Um, so I'm going to buy an Arizona truck as well. I'm going to fly to Arizona, buy an Arizona truck and an Arizona trailer, and I'm going to haul Andrew's new Montero back. It's a good plan. So we're, those, those, the project car updates are kind of exciting this week. Yeah. Not really project car yet, but project purchase, I guess. Yep. Uh, but we'll, it's going to go up in Vine uh, probably the end of this week. We are selling, or I am selling my silver 89 long wheelbase Montero. Yep. Uh, it's had quite a bit of work done to it over the last couple of years. I didn't really buy it as a flip truck, so I spent a little more money and time on it. And I probably should to really make any money on it, so I'm letting it go for yeah, basically money, yeah. <laughs> basically what I paid, what I'm into it for. So if you're interested in that, let us know. I can give you some more pictures of it, and uh, I'll give you a good price on it. Anyway, sales anyway. salesmanship over. Yep. Uh, oh, hey, one more project guy. We worked on friend of the podcast. Oh yeah, we worked uh, on or Jordan's worked, car. Yeah, Jordan's STI. And Which I, before you get into this, if I call our guest today Jordan multiple times, I apologize. Because we have a very close friend named Jordan, and Jordan and Jared in my head twist back and forth all the time. Okay. So. Just call me Chapel. <laughs> yeah, Chapel. No, 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 I can't no, do that. No, I can't please. do that. Yeah. No. But wait, I'll call you Chappelle. <laughs> yeah, Chappelle. <laughs> so I did, we had to do valve cover gaskets on that thing. The STI, uh, yeah. The STI, because it was leaking, which is semi annoying because on a normal four cylinder car, you do one valve cover and you're like, all right, cool, we're done. But, of course, on the STI, you have to do both sides. And, of course, they're against the frame rails, right? Yeah, there's literally just enough room to do it. And the engine's got a weird little tilt to it. You know, they're kind of, like, tilted back. They're not perfectly level. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a little tricky. You get gear, wrench, gear wrenches and, and short sockets, and you can do it. And just take your time. It's just kind of a pain. Uh, I've never owned a Subaru because I'm afraid of Subaru maintenance. Like just doing the spark plugs is exactly there was rear spark plugs. The same reason I never bought a fourth gen Camaro because I don't want to have to run around with the two spark plugs in the back never change. Oh yeah, yeah. oh. So I, I just I've never they scare me a little bit. I'm sure they're not a problem. I know you guys didn't have too much of a problem doing it, but I just I don't know. I no, like the rear thing. when you take out the rear coil, you unbolt it, 
pull it out and then actually flip it upside down while it's still kind of loose on the spark plug and it will slide right out. Oh, really? It wasn't bad at all. Oh, okay. Well, I wasn't there, so it, I don't know. It just took me a while. I'd actually never done it before, so. And the only one you'd done before was out of the car when you did the, your uh, yeah, we did, car. Yeah, we did Stephanie's car, but hers was a single cam motor too, so it was easier. Oh, that's true. Single cam engine. I hate when people call it motors, but engine. So. All right. Anyway, let's go we'll to... Move quickly today because we want to get to our guests. Yeah, we'll go move... Through our, go through our standard weekly banter quick. We'll move through scale project cars pretty quickly. I started the Aoshima, uh, the fully painted final edition Evo kit. Uh, it actually has little... Uh, you can set it up so it's lowered. Oh, it's, really? It's cool. got, yeah, it's got little lowering blocks and little different mounting points for the rear wheels. So it lowers it probably like a millimeter or something, which is kind of cool. So I That's set that up cool. like that. So otherwise it'll be stock, but a little bit lowered, which would look good in a model kit. Yeah. Uh, except the rear mounting points aren't very good, so one of the wheels kind of the wheel fell off. Yeah, but I used white glue, the crystal clear. Yeah, you white glue. glue. I'm gonna use super glue on it. the wheels. That's about as far as I got on that. Uh, real quick on mine, I uh, on the Evo three, we've been building kind of as a team build here, mm-hmm. two of them together. I uh, got a chassis pretty much all done up, detailed, painted, weathered. Uh, changed direction from going from RS because I couldn't find a set of steel wheels that looked right in the car. Um, I found a set in my kit stash of Mines tuning decals from the Japanese tuning company Mines. Um, still around? I don't know if they're still around or not. I think so. Um, but nonetheless, the cars are, you know, it's an Evo 3, so they're around then, that's for sure. They did a lot of Evo 3s. Yeah. Uh, but I found a set of Mines decals and a set of 18-inch, or scale 18-inch Enki NT-03s. Um, that I'll put in the car. And I'm disappointed that they still don't. They stop making those wheels. Yeah, they're a cool wheel. Of of all the wheels Anki still makes, like they should bring back the NTO3. Actually, wasn't it like NTO3 Plus or something? I don't remember the exact specification. I think that's the the later. That might have been a three piece version of it or something. Maybe. I think yeah, it was they like always the, had a couple different versions of wheels. Bigger than 17 inch version, maybe. That was called Plus. Yeah, that. yeah, maybe. I had. Uh, I've always had a Plus M. Yeah, that's Andrew the, has a set of 19-inch scale, scale. 124th scale, 19-inch wheels. Yeah. So I think, and I think the M meant it had that that extra little ring around the side, the right? little webbing. No, yeah. all the NTO3s had the webbing. Oh, all the M. Yeah. All right. I remember they that looked the really good on like Evo 8s and Evo 9s. It was a very rally inspired, rally inspired wheel. Hmm. I'm a bit of an Enki nerd. I've always had Enkis on my cars. I've had three sets. Three you counting the factory ones? Not counting the factory ones. I've had even more now. Because a, a lot of the Mitsu factory stuff, the performance stuff is Enkis. Yeah, but uh, my first Eagle Talon that I had had the Enki RSEs. Oh, yeah. Those are good-looking Which were not the RS Evolution. The RS Evolution was a three-piece, and the RSE was a, a single-piece version of the RS Evolution. That was a good-looking wheel. So, I've always had a few set of Enki right. 90, 92s running around. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, off so. topic. Time for... That's what we do. So let's do... Uh, let's get to our guest. Uh, Brad and I have known Jared locally through various car enthusiast circles, probably close to 10 years, I think. At least, maybe a little I more. I think I met yeah, you easily. first in like 2006. Because before I, any of us had kids. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I had an STI, and at the time you had, you said it was an 01? Yeah, and an 01 WRX. So that was 2005 to 2007, blue, I think. Yeah. Which blue make, wagon, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, which makes sense because I bought my STI used in 06. So. Met through like Nazioc meets like North Shore because we live, we all lived, well, we still live within like 20 miles of each other, but we were closer, a lot closer back then. I think all in the same city. So, yeah, I think we all, I think we all lived in Salem around then, probably. Uh, no, I was in Beverly for Beverly, a while. Yeah. Okay. Close, ne- yeah, close enough. For those not local, that's next town over. So. And then, 
Maybe you knew Jared. Did you know Jared through like Vortex when you had your GTI? Or? I'm not sure what uh, where we originally met, but we've, we've met crossed circles so many times back over the when, years. Back when we used to um, Bennington meets? meet at Bennington oh, meets. Oh, oh uh, Bennington's. 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 Yeah. Bennington's. That's what I said. Yeah, Wednesday night Bennington meets. That was a long time ago. Yeah, because that's that was fun. What is that now? Uh, Santarpios. Oh yeah. yeah. Now they meet at uh, Chili's. A, I think. I don't know. Is Chili's still going no on? I'm so out of the loop. Yeah, I don't even I've, know anymore. Again, well, this is I, all pre-kids. Well, yeah. I think, and now that we're married with kids, and or some people getting married meet at, um, oh my gosh, what's the drive-in place? Sonic. Sonic. Yeah, there is a Sonic on Tuesday nights. I think. Yeah. I don't know. There's a Sonic has, around here. So. There's one Sonic around here. Yeah. Uh, two Sonics. One in Lawrence now too. Oh. Not that I'd want to sit in my car. <laughs> eh, okay, then moving on. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's still a local meetup on on Tuesdays, but it's not a Volkswagen meetup anymore. Now it's more of a general. Car crowds, a stance meetup. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I think the we were in the Volkswagen crowd when it was. I don't want to say it was in its infancy as far as the internet stuff goes, but it it kind of was near the beginning of, you know, it was early early two thousands, late nineties when yeah. we were all doing it. I mean, I've been in it since like ninety seven, ninety eight. So yeah. like this was before you could easily get power out of a Volkswagen. Yeah, like you're you're you either got a eight valve with 115 horsepower and turboed it to 190 and blew it up right or you had a vr6 that and you put cans blew it up in anyway and maybe yeah. got to 220 horsepower and then blew it up because it was it was before the internet brought everybody together and simultaneously ruined everything at the same time yes yeah. <laughs> but uh so i wanted to start off by asking you so how did you get into cars were you into cars before you had your license or was it after because that that's always interesting to me because we Brad and I were into cars well before we had our license. And some people we meet are into cars after they get their license. Yeah, I mean it's been it's been a lifelong thing. My mom was a uh notorious drag racer out in the marshlands oh. back in the 60s. Oh, actually uh, late uh, early so like, 70s. Like 107 on here. Yep. Oh yeah. So that means that to, your mom and my dad probably crossed circles back in the day. Very likely. He was out there all the time. Do you know uh Peterson's Auto Body? Oh yeah. You know Freddie. Yeah, Freddie, yep. Freddie and my mom were, were, were intense rivals. Oh, excellent. Um, so my mom had a 69 GTO, uh, 400. Uh, I don't think it was a Ram Air, um, but four-speed. She didn't know how to drive a four-speed. It was her first car. Excellent. Her, her uncle got it for her. Um, it was carousel red. Oh. Um, it's like it was everything short of like a judge. Almost package. a judge, but not yeah. a judge. Exactly, because she cool. hated the judge. She didn't like the stickers. She didn't like the wing. Hmm. She thought it was ostentatious. So, um, Carousel Red wasn't ostentatious, though. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's very cool. And so she met my dad around that time, and my dad was not a drag racer. He had like a '68 Le Mans or, or something like that. Like he also had a Pontiac, so. right? Um, the plebeian version of it. And so my mom had, uh, you know, one of her friends from the local college. They would go out and uh, basically the rotaries that are kind of, or the rotary on one end, yep. mm-hmm. and then there's the the Fox River Bridge, whatever it's called now, on yeah, the other end. And you would run back and forth between that, and it's like two miles long. Mm-hmm. It's a long stretch. And there yep. used to be drive-ins along there if you go by. So she she did that a lot growing up, and I heard all the stories from her friends and that's very cool, Freddie and stuff. That's and, very cool. Um, when I was a little kid, we had a '86 Caprice Classic wagon. Okay. That, as far as I Hence know, your B body love. Yeah, my my mom had the engine either swapped out for a pre smog engine, or had the the motor desmogged. Yeah. <laughs> so your mom was always into it. Yeah, That's and cool. I I I've never 
got, I've, I've never thought to ask my dad if this is true. Cause I just, I just enjoy telling, telling it, but right. we'd always heard that it was like a 72 Pontiac 400 with a four speed in it, uh, automatic, yeah. um, in this B body. And it was like the greatest car and we loved it. And then it did what B bodies do in new England and it turned away. into complete yeah. rut. Yeah. So that's a really cool story. Um, my mom had kind of a similar car, not on purpose. She had the big Cadillac, or the big blue Caddy. Yeah, that uh, it was a six-cylinder eighty-one uh, Coupe DeVille, which is a ap- ho- horrible car. Aftermarket color too, right? Was that the original? Yeah, my father thing? painted it. Yeah, because your dad owned a body shop. Right, he owned a body shop at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the six-cylinder obviously was not up to task of hauling around a giant, you know, Coupe DeVille, and the motor expired. It was a car my grandfather had bought brand new, mm-hmm. and my father went out in the backyard with body shop, and he found I think it was a seventy-two. It was an early '70s Olds Cutlass that had an old 350 in it, and he picked it right out of the Olds and dropped it in the Cadillac, and didn't change any of the gearing, so it was still geared super, super low for you know six cylinder not having any yeah, power. Six. So that car was you know chirp third gear on Highland <laughs> Avenue. My mother's not a drag racer as yours was, but it was cool to have you know a stupid fast car, and I stupidly didn't buy the car when my father gave me the opportunity. I should have, but anyway, back to your car history. Sorry, I bet, as an aside. I bet there's some connection to my dad and his buddy Lenny. I bet there's some. They probably know her too because they're all yeah. the same age. Even yeah. my mom was from the area, right? Yeah, they yeah. Were, she, yeah, they were all from here. We're they, townies. Yeah, um, they'd all raise hell out there too. So. Yeah, but yeah, this was Corvette. like '69 to like '71, '72. Mm-hmm. It's a little and, before my dad, but that's exactly your dad's area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so she, you know, so I heard all these stories of people drag racing up and down the marshlands when yeah. I was little, like, literally, kid, they would tell me stories about people trailering, um, basically, like, sand rails, yeah, yeah. out there to go drag up and down, yeah, and then when the cops would come, stories. they would put the thing back on the trailer and shut it off and yeah. say, oh, no, we're just heading up to the drag. Yeah. Um, I've heard some of those stories. I know there was somebody who had a, um, a drag racing Christmas tree in the back of the pickup truck. Oh, yeah. yeah. My father tells me that story all the time. Um, And then, you know, just I had thousands and thousands of Hot Wheels and Matchbox. I was more of a Matchbox kid because I kind of like the the real cars. Right. Um, Which which has changed a little bit. It's changed a lot. Yeah, they were bigger back then. You got Matchboxes and they were cooler. Right. And the Hot Wheels are always the weird things like the shark car and all that. Yeah. Well, they always have been realistic Hot Wheels too, but yeah. they're always hot rods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Whereas, yeah, and they've always got like weird colors. Yep. And but they were better on they were better on the tracks. But I never had the tracks, so I never really right. cared to get the Hot Wheels. That's cool. I always wanted, you know, we always did like the the the, the city kind of stuff where you're driving around. Yeah, the and, play mat. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, yeah, you just like Hot Wheels. Oh yeah. Okay. Excellent. Well, uh, my son collects Hot Wheels. Uh, right, wink, has wink. no interest in that. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, wink, wink. I like it. Yeah, he'll get there. And then uh, just give him an RC car. Then I'll I him. got him an RC car. Okay. He really wants to play with it, but I'm afraid to let him because it's an '82 Tamiya Super Champ. Oh, um, they've re-released most of their '80s cars. Yeah, so guess what? It's not the one. same. No, they changed things to make yeah, it more reliable. They, yes, they did. <laughs> there's some, so they're better. There's some good. Uh, Traxxas, we're looking at. What was that Traxxas? The little 118 steel truck? Yeah. 130 bucks, ready to run. And all the parts support is out there. Full drive. Truck. Yeah. It's like real it's soft, very good ABS truck. plastic. Like, I might get him one when, when we comes in the Robbie, bigger house. Yeah, the Robbie Gordon colors. Yeah, Lothrop Street's not really the best. Though. Yeah, that's not a good put. You don't want to be running an RC car out there. Edit that out, sorry. Uh, that area is not the best area for having an RC car. Yeah. That's right. I'm not going to be there much longer. All right. yeah. Which is funny because right across the street from my father's old body shop. Oh, where's that? The 
the whole block was my my family. The oh, Seattle Auto Clutch Spring, was? Break and Clutch. Oh, all right. Because mm-hmm. before it was Break and Clutch, the Break and Clutch showroom, which we're going to get into in another future episode when my father's on, was my grandfather's Willie's dealership. Ooh. And behind that, the white building, which is now Breaking Clutch, as that well, was, was Salem Auto Spring. That was going to turn into the Tucker. It was going to be a Tucker dealership, yeah, yeah. That's a cool story. And then behind that, the blue building, the big blue uh, steel building, was my father's body shop, Allied Auto Body, for yeah. years. Oh. So yeah. that closed down in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. But anyway, a little family history. Yeah. And on the other side of my, grandma, my grandmother's house, she lived on the other side of that body shop. So mm-hmm. right by you. <laughs> I know the area well. Yeah. What kind of um, – so what, what was your first car? Uh, so I got my first car. It was uh, my my great aunt's um, '93 Grand Am SE. Ooh, hand me down. I like yeah, it. Yeah, uh, 115 horsepower quad. Ooh, quad four? No, quad overhead cam. Oh, which ooh. basically just means it's a single overhead cam with four cylinders. Okay, right. <laughs> but it had. But I thought it for a long time. I thought it was like the the good the one. legendary quad yeah, four. No, no three speed automatic. Uh, terrible. Um, I put. Uh, I actually think I put NKs on that and with like 17s back when 17s yep. were huge. Were they show guns? Because that was uh, the big no, they were kind of like the ones that are on the Evo na ten. Oh, it's oh, multi like multi yeah. like ten spoke. Yeah, those yeah. ten spoke ones. They actually, I mean, it looked pretty good, except for yeah. the fact that like the back end was nine eight, miles in the air. Yeah, compared to the front, <laughs> the shocks are terrible. That's cool. Um, but once I got some money and some bad decisions, I went out and bought a seventy-five Scirocco that that's, had no floors. That's a good decision. And I had no business getting into that one. <laughs> uh, I think I, sp- I spent about a hundred bucks on that one. Had a, a forged title. Ooh. <laughs> uh, the guy's ex-wife uh, left the car in his driveway, and he forged her name on it. And uh, apparently someone was paying attention, and, like, the address that was on it wasn't correct or something like that, and it came back to bite me. Weird. Uh, that lived in someone's shed for a long time, and eventually the shed fell down on it. Um, but we pulled it out, and I sold it for a door for my rabbit, which I had bought after that. So I had an '83 Rabbit, which I had never legally, um, <laughs> never legally registered, titled, yep. or insured, but drove it quite often um, with the plates from my granddam. Um, <laughs> generally, the front seven-day transfer. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. Front front plate of my granddam on the back of my GTI most of the time. Um, but the beauty of living in a city, you know, cops don't pay attention to that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I was able to run up along, you know, like Dodgers Row and, and right. Larches Row and stuff, where there's no cops. It's just like the that perfect picturesque yeah. New England road. Um, <laughs> I had I briefly had an Eclipse GSX, which uh, I didn't find out until we were preparing for the show, and that makes you one of us, yeah. regardless of how briefly or how much you hated it. I had it for a week. I was uh, someone sold it to me with the intention that a week later I would pay him for it. And after a week of driving it, I hated it. I hated it. Chewed through gas. The clutch. There's something wrong with the clutch. And what I eventually found out when I gave it back to the Crank guy, was he was probably said, walking. Uh, <laughs> so what? Actually, he had a remote start installed, and they oh. drilled through the clutch slave cylinder or the clutch master cylinder when they were putting the clutch interlock in. So by accident. Wasn't yeah. It? Okay. So apparently it was just pissing, pissing fluid. fluid. <laughs> So Weird. that's why I didn't, and, and I wasn't very good at driving stick at that point in my life too. So. Okay, so it was a, it wasn't necessarily the car's fault. No, but it it, it that didn't help how it handled. Uh, it was one of those cars where I felt like it, 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 you couldn't feel the road. You were not driving it well sorted. 
No, no, no. It, wasn't it just felt that, like that is, that is, soft and like the steering didn't have any feel to it and stuff is, like that. That is not the experience of for a second gen. No, no, it's the same. Second gen's a pretty good. It's pretty much the same car underneath. I mean, it's, it's actually good. Isn't the engine on the other side? No, nope, none of that. No, same. Oh, engine. I thought it was this. Yeah. The it's only got, difference is the uh, it's seven got dub- bolt versus six bolt crank. Yeah, it's got, it's got double wishbone. Yeah, exactly. But hmm. it's it's they're they're good cars. Yeah, I didn't like quite a few this one. Was probably just crap then. It, yeah. it might have been worn out. We'll have to uh, let you drive one of our Mitsubishi some point. So you well, can... this was 1999, so it was only four years old. Ooh. Well, four years in New England can do a lot. Yeah, I know our, our another friend of the podcast has a second gen that he's had, which is a 99 that he's had since like 2003. So it was only four years old, and it was pretty well rotted out when he got it. Hmm. So, yeah, they didn't at some point in the early run of the second gens they stopped galvanizing them. So then they're just. And if he had it in '99, he would have had it pre-front suspension recall too. Yes. Before they changed the lower control arms. Yeah, the two. It's got two. Actually, it was. It's a lot like a BMW setup with the two. You've got the arm that almost comes straight out from the frame, and then the arm that kind of comes out at an angle. It's like a toe and a ball joints at the bottom. Yeah, it was a toe arm and a trailing arm, tension arm, tension rod arm. Those kind of wear out. There's a a problem with those, and they wore out faster than they should have, and they got recalled. Probably in like oh one, yeah, oh two. Knowing so, what I know about cars now, it sounds there's a good chance it yeah, just like could have all been the bushings were just cooked. Yeah. More than likely. And I mean, and, they, they're really fun cars to drive, and I'm yeah. surprised. You oh, it's fun in a straight line and in the rain. That's for sure. Yeah, it's just it's funny because you know I know it's not an Evo, you know, but we never got the Evos here then. But it's such a similar car to the car that was universally loved in the rest of the world that it's hard to say that somebody who drove a good one would hate it because if you drove a good one i think you would change your mind i think i also just hate i hated the interior too i think the, the interior, interior is ugly yeah, yeah. like it just the felt like i was in this better. weird cocoon yeah this the, first, weird, the first like, way better yeah it's like mm-hmm. a fake supra i don't like the interior of those cars uh after that i had my first bmw that was my i had an e30 i had an 88 325 is zender turbos with zender turbos on it car. Mm-hmm. uh I, I had i had found every person who owned those zender turbos before every, before me, yeah. Oh, okay. I found every single person who had owned them before me, uh, completely at random. Like one guy was like, "I used to have those wheels," and I asked him who he got them from, and he's like, "Oh, I got them from this." And I had another guy I he actually knew. Him, yeah. He was the guy that originally <laughs> bought them. That's cool. And then, um, and like they've all just been kind of like between like Manchester and Beverly. The more important question is, where are they now? Uh, one got destroyed. Uh, so when I, I sold them, yeah, <laughs> when I sold them to the next person, so my friend Pat bought them off of me. Um, Pat had Volkswagens too, right? Yes, okay. yeah. And Pat got um, Pat got shoved into the median on Storo Drive one day. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So the wheel got Bostoned. Yeah. Bad. Yeah, it's real narrow. Um, so, yeah, someone just cut them off. Yeah, I remember that car because I remember you were, it was in the Reader's Rides too of the original Retro Cars magazine. Yes, yep. Yeah. And uh, – it was oh, way uh, back now. That was a fun car that had uh, like two hundred and ten thousand miles on the original clutch. It had like you know, I that That's was awesome. the first car I started really dynoing things on, which was like became like a my most big passion for cars lately is benchmarking them. Yeah. Um, and then I bought that before E thirties were worth something. Stupid money. Yeah. yeah. And so I sold it right as the market was going up, and I actually sold that for more than I. Bought and put money into it for. Always and I went out to Chicago and I found it the other day. I, yeah. I think you posted it the other day. It was kind of yeah. mean, right? It's a drift missile with no with holes everywhere. That makes sense. Yeah, but 
but like someone was like, how can you tell that's your car? I'm like, it literally still has the Euro tuner sticker I put on in 2002. <laughs> Which is a magazine that also doesn't exist anymore. Exactly. And like you could see, and I had scraped off, when the magazine went under, I scraped off the word tuner and just put Euro. Oh, okay. Ah. So it's definitely your car. Definitely my car. <laughs> that's funny. Um, even had the, the HIDs and the uh, the black lights that I had put on, and you could still see that it had, like the Laminex had the same burn marks in it because mm-hmm. like they, they overheated because they originally had like 100-watt halogens in it. I hate seeing my old cars. Really yeah, that was me a... that was rough, and obvi- and it had the Recaro SRD that I had in oh. it too. Oh, I used to see my old STI around. It was mint, mint, mint when I got rid of it to get my Evo, and the kid just beat the crap out of it. Lived in like the Peabody area. It was gross. Yeah, was destroyed. I like selling cars far away for that reason. Yeah, the which, which you went your BMW to Chicago. You shouldn't have seen it again because yeah. they're out online. Well, I keep in touch with the people. Oh, I guess okay. it's probably a bad thing. That's a bad thing. Um, but the funny thing is, the guy who was selling it wasn't actually the guy I sold it to. So, so it was just someone else. Yeah, it changed hands, and I don't remember even how someone. I don't think I was looking for it specifically. I think someone found it and sent it to you. Yep. It's funny. My last wide body <laughs> Conquestarian went to Chicago as well. Mm. I'm sure it looks just like that now too because. Yeah, if your guy doesn't uh, drive in the winter, hopefully not. No, he bought it for the winter. It was his winter car. What? Remember that? You don't remember that? No. He's like, do you have snow tires for it? And I was like, I can get some. And then he goes, if you get snow tires, I'll fly out to Boston and buy it. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened with my guy, too. He flew out to Boston. Why would you? Yeah. I picked him up in May. Actually, he flew oh. out to Manchester because oh, it's okay. cheaper. Why is that a winter car? Oh, you wanted a rear-wheel drive winter car. And then, and then, I guess, the best, I guess the, that the was best, before BRZs existed. The best part about the whole story, he was a BMW guy, actually. He had a 335 um, i, which is the twin turbo, if yep. I'm not mistaken. Or a single turbo, depending on what year it is. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, uh, it E90 a gen? I, if it's an E90, then yeah, those are the turbo ones. I don't know. I, I know it was a turbo could car. Could be twin or yeah. single. Yeah, it could be twin or single. <laughs> I, I, I know it was like an 1100 horsepower, some stupid number, big turbo ridiculousness. So it's probably a single turbo. But he didn't want to drive in the winter for that reason. But he still wanted a turbo rear-wheel drive car for the winter. It's weird. And he it's weird to my me. Car. Unless <laughs> he paid you the money and it's his car, you can do whatever he wants. Point of the but... story. About a year and a half later, I saw the car back for sale online on some of the Conquestarian forums, um, and he was basically telling me that I was a liar and a terrible person, and the car wasn't what I sold him. So I sold him the car for three thousand dollars. Like I didn't. It's not like I, you know, I told him, you know, his is a hundred and. 50,000 mile a, car. It was really clean. It was a pretty clean car. It was really straight. There was no issues, but like the ECU went bad, and obviously that makes me a bad seller. Which is uh-huh. very common. The old old very, Mitsubishi very ECUs common. go bad all the time. you got to have yeah, them rebuilt. The ECU went bad, and right before I sold it, the exhaust had cracked in the downpipe, and I had I just I needed to get it fixed quick, and I had a shop fix it real quick, and it broke again. Yeah. So, not my fault, but it's my fault according to him, and he lambasted me on all the forums and backtalked me and not bad talking to me, bad, bad mouthed me, and thankfully some other Mitsubishi people came to my. Uh, yeah, because you drove that car to the, the Dragon. That was not a bad car. Yeah, you drove that car to Tennessee and back. <laughs> yeah. No, whatever. Yeah, whatever. So, what happened after the E30? So, I bought a Saab. I bought a 99 Saab 95 Arrow okay. with a manual. Silver car? Green. The silver wagon was my wife's. Okay. And that's why I bought the green sedan, because okay. I really liked her car. Uh, terrible decision. Um, fun car. Uh, it was the first year, so it had really nasty torque steer okay, of so the no, arrows. No limited slip or anything. No limited slip. Um, no reinforcement of the steering arms. No, there's like, there's like a bunch of stuff like the trans tranny mounts go bad. Yeah. All, all these things that basically. So when you step on the gas, the steering wheel turns about ninety degrees to the left. I like and it. pull. It's so much fun, but when you don't want it, it's, it's terrible. Annoying, yeah. 
Um, I don't think you ever want to work steer, but... No, I, but it's so much fun. I, can like, I just want to change lanes. I'm just going to take hands off the wheel, <laughs> step on the gas, and I'm in the other <laughs> lane. Um, but they made a lot of power. Like, I was another car I dynoed. Uh, like, yeah. Bonestock dynoed it, made the same power that they quoted you... Like, it was like 230 at the wheels. And that was the quoted crank And like power. 260 at the crank for... for uh, 260 uh, torque. Because uh, it has, like, the overboost function, which allows for 20 f- seconds of, like, 23 pounds of boost. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's about 310 foot-pounds of torque. That's a 2.3, right? Yeah, 2.3. It's got a... Uh, that's that the, torque number for you, yeah, 2.3. And it's got that uh, the, that weird, like, cassette ignition that's really easy to fix, but yep. kind of expensive. And you yeah, my wife has like, a Saab. Three or four and... My wife has a Saab now, and I have the rebuilt ignition cassette in there now. Oh, and you've got the red, you've got the red, the red top. The red top, yeah. yeah, which is supposed to be good forever. Yes, the red supposedly. tops are good, except you can't use them on a Trionic 7 motor. Which I, don't, is I don't know what that is. Yeah, so you have Literally a everything I know about Sobs, I've learned in the past three months that my wife has had. Is your 9000, is it in the, is the ignition in the middle? No, the 9000 is not. The 9000 has ignition next to the steering wheel. Yeah. Okay. The more conventional car. Okay. The power the power windows and the that, sunroof switches. That was like a 90 Volvo. Swedish thing. Is Volvo 850s are that way. The power window switches in, in, the, in the middle. My Audi 4000 like that too. too. Yeah, yeah. I love that, to be honest. I, I, I like Saabs. I never really – I never owned one. And I've always kind of been on the outside looking in, and I've always wanted a, a 900 Arrow. Um, or the 9,000? No, 900 Turbo, excuse me. Oh, yeah. Um, and we wound up, you know, I got a good deal on this 9,000 for my wife, and I've fallen in love with it. So, Is it a sedan or is it the five-door? It's it's a five-door. It's a hatchback, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a CSE Turbo. CSE, yeah. yeah. Hmm. It's one level below the Arrow. So it's unfortunately an automatic, which is unfortunate for me and the wife because she doesn't like the automatic either. But it's, She'd like it better. It's a terrible manual. It's probably it really? it's, a, it's super ropey. Uh, you have to stick it in reverse to take the key out. Though I don't know if that's the case on the nine thousands, but on the nine fives and the nine threes and the early ones, you have to put it in reverse in order to turn the car off. Hmm. Well, we're Mitsubishi people, so we're used to putting it in reverse to put it in first gear, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or the other way around, you got to go a little first. Yeah, first. Reverse, then you pop it yeah. over in reverse. Get the synchros lined up. Uh, that car got me set up for a really good trade, though. Um, some guy decided it would be a great idea to. Uh, trade his 2001 WRX wagon for my 95 Arrow. That was a keys up trade? Uh like keys up and well uh, no, it was like I I put like another 3 or 4 grand on top of it. It was like okay. the first time I actually got a car loan. Huh. Um it was like a really small car loan, but Yeah. Um that was a pretty new car at the time, so they were probably like, okay. That was a bug eye wagon, right? Yeah, 2001. Yeah. So, it, and it was reasonably built when I got it. Um it had a lot of STI stuff in it. Uh, it had a the the best thing the guy did was he put a rally spec uh, type RA gearbox into it. Ah, yeah. So okay. he put the GD eight yeah. or no G. What's the what's the twenty two B motor? I don't know. I think I, yeah. So <laughs> it's a that's a GC. GC. Yeah. So you got a GC eight rally applicant gearbox, completely put put together by a company called Rally Spec in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. The whole thing was like cryo treated, shot peened, the whole thing. And the rally applicant gearbox is really cool because the first and second gear are, are up to like sixty three miles an hour, and they're really thick. So first gear is like way thicker than the regular because back then they, that was the weak point in those cars was the five speed was the five speed the the first gear would just shatter because it yeah. was it was very narrow. And mm-hmm. the other thing too is it the the uh, the gears on them were were almost straight. Okay. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of wine. It, yeah, a lot of wine, cool. and it just sounded awesome. Um, like I looked really good too. I remember the car vividly because it was a, one of the first around here that was well put together. Yeah, and the and, car had a really nice look. The lip kit around the top, bottom of it, and it was yep. just a really pretty car. That was the sedan kit uh, modified to fit to fit the wagon. The wagon. Yeah, yep. And then really car. 
and then it had the uh, the GC uh, five spoke gold wheels, the sixteen inches, yeah, the, little all, the entire time. Yeah. And it still has those wheels. To oh, this guys day. still around here? Hmm. Yep. Oh, excellent. It's out in. Uh, I want to keep wanting to say Western Mass, but he's not that far out. He's like he's just like on like four ninety five, but that's like Western it's Mass. Probably Waltham. The, <laughs> it's probably the classic quarter panel rot. Um, so that car, I sold that car because I wanted to buy a house. I wanted to stop living in apartments. Yeah, I did that mm-hmm. once too. And it worked. Um, yeah, it works, but then you missed the car. I sold it to this really eccentric guy who had a, a, a bunch of like old Ren, Rentec Mercedes. He he drove it for a while, and then it went out into the ether. Um, every so often, I'd get someone say like, "Hey, I saw your car," because it was still like the same. And like some people were like, "Oh, now it's got all WRX badges like everywhere on it." And I was yeah. like, "Oh God." Um, and then this guy who bought it, who who contacted me. Uh, said um, when he bought it, the car had caught fire. Like someone had like wired up a speaker in the back and the tr- huh. torched the trunk. Caught in the carpet. And Weird. so he, uh, he's been asking me for help trying to get it up and running. Um, and I was working with him on a couple things, and he found that someone had installed one of those like U-Tech like, plug-and-play ECUs into it. Okay. Um, and didn't tune it right. And they did a bunch of stuff. They took out my boost controllers, and like I had, um, I had that car like tuned. Yeah, that car was really nice. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, that was tuned at like KTR. I had uh, Franz Diebold. I don't know yep. if you remember him. We I flew him in from from Washington D.C. to tune my car. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, it made a ton of boost, and it got really good gas mileage. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he's been trying to fix it, and what what I found was that it had this weird piggyback system. He's like, it's running, it's running terrible, and I was like unplug it and plug it back into the old ECU and tell me how it feels. And he's like, it feels like it just gained like 150 horsepower. That's awesome. And then the next day it, it grenaded because it had been running so poorly for so long yeah. yep. that it just, uh, was, and then, so he rebuilt the motor. Oh, that's cool. And yeah, I think it's it launched itself again. Oh, it's cool. The car's still out there and you still know of it. And... Yeah. Yeah. I still, I'm in, I mean, I keep in touch with them. It's still in pretty decent shape on the outside. Maybe someday it'll come back to you. I wouldn't want it. Oh, really? Oh yeah. No, I'm done with turbo cars. Um, uh, after that, Did you ever drive one and be like, oh, I kind of miss this turbo feeling. No, not yeah. anymore. Right. Uh, I miss the V8 feeling. Okay. Okay. It's different. Um, I did. Uh, I had a GTI. I had a Mark II. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the red that, car. Uh, black. Black car. Yeah. So I had a black that was like lowered on uh, Porsche D90s. Yep. Uh, and we did an ABA swap in it, and that ABA swap came from Pat's old car that we found in a junkyard. Excellent. And we rebuilt it from a turbo ABA to a normally aspirated ABA, uh, and it made like 120 horsepower at the, at the, the wheels, which was pretty good. Two-liter eight-valve, right? Yep. Two-liter eight-valve, very simple motor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very fun little motor. Um, bolted right in. You know, I had a guy wired up for me. It was all OBD2 compliant, which was pretty cool. Having driven eight-valve and 16-valves, I've always preferred the eight-valve around town. They brought that. Just because it's a little more A torque version of that valves. back for the Mark 6s. Did they really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I know like the inline five in the Mark Six, the Mark Five, Mark, Mark Sixes is, is similar to the old two two and the Audis from the eighties. So a little bit, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of cross shared stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, that got sold to one of the guys from like Club Broke Status. Uh, he used it as like his winter car up in Vermont. Uh, yeah, it was like in Alston for a while, and then it went to Vermont. Yeah, yeah it was all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then um, then I had my I had an Audi S six. I had a ninety five, so I had the two point two twenty valve, which everyone's like, oh, those cars are great. Uh, except for okay. every electrical problem yeah, except have, for all have all the problems <laughs> that I had with it. And, uh, and everybody does. It's not just you. No, we yeah. have other friends with the same car. And, uh, and our friend Matt's got the same car, and he's always had the same problems, like having spare 
like sensors and stuff in the trunk just to make sure that yeah. you get home at night. <laughs> There's like so like you'd have you have a crank position sensor and you have a camshaft position sensor. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if either one of them is broken, the car doesn't run. Doesn't run at all. Yet they both give the same signal to the ECU. And they're both like three hundred dollars. I'm stupid. Yeah, and yeah. so the cam position sensor, I replace it four times. That's weird. And every time you do a cam position sensor, you're basically doing a timing belt. Oh, it's inside the motor. It's no, it's uh. So you look at this at the 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 timing gear for it, and it's actually got a a little disc inside that's a hall sensor, and then the the the, uh, the sensor is yep. behind that. So if you've ever looked at like a sixteen valve motor from the side, it's mm-hmm. t- take that motor, turn it left, and add another cylinder. Okay. Um, and then we put it, then everything went, went to hell when I decided to, uh, make it RS2, do the RS2 turbo, the injectors, everything. Uh, I got a good, I got a known good turbo from uh, a friend of mine. Known good is a scary word. Yeah. I have a known good cylinder head too. And guess what? (laughs) We did, uh, we did all the, we did all the work, got it up and running and just a smoke show out the back. And I called him up and he was like, send it back. I'll I'll have I'll have Borg Warner fix it, and now this is a hard hard turbo to find. Okay, um, hmm. and so this was uh, I don't know if you know Mark uh, up at EFI Express. I don't know him now. Um, nope. He's like if you have these motors, if you have the, if you if you're into old school five cylinder turbos turbo Audis, he's the guy to go to. I've only had one old school Audi, and it was a naturally aspirated five cylinder. I love that um, sound though. It does sound amazing. But so he covered the full cost of of a rebuild, and oh, that's good. And Borg Warner replaced every piece on it, and. I got it back, and I remember the car was down for a while. It was down for like a, uh, I want to say like uh, a full fall and a full winter. Yeah, and it was like your car, like you didn't yeah. have a second car. Like it was that car and the wife's car, and that was it. Yep. Yeah. Huh. And uh, I remember you weren't very happy at those times about no. cars. <laughs> no, and that was another that was another like reason why like I stopped I stopped liking turbo cars because even when it was running right, every so often you wouldn't get boost. Yep. You'd be like on wastegate. You get like Some seven pounds of boost. But when you were on boost, it made like 30 pounds of boost because it was 034's RS2 kit. So it was just okay. boosted out the balls. Yeah. It was awesome. What's funny, I remember that when I had, you know, back in the, my early turbo days with the Talon, I could never figure it out. Some days I'd, the car would feel great. Some days it would feel like it didn't have any boost at all. And we didn't know much about turbo cars then or import cars at all. And everybody said, oh, your clutch is slipping. Your clutch is slipping. I'm like, the motor's not revving out. It's just it's not doing anything. So it was the same thing. It was a vacuum issue. And sometimes the wastegate would just not work right. And sometimes it would just pop open at four you know four pounds of boost so yeah. it was just a weird vacuum issue that I mean, eventually i figured out when i figured out what i was doing but it would happen sometimes like you'd you'd give it you'd give it the you'd, you'd give it gas in second and you'd get that slow wastegate build and yep. then you'd shift into third and you'd get that full like the n75 valve would be like oh you're asking for me here oh here, here's your boost here's your power um, and that would and, th- and that would just screw the car up because it would dump all the fuel in, expecting the right. wastegate to be like, like a limp mode or something. Yeah. Um, and then it it had 1.8 T coils in it at first. Okay. Uh, the, that, the early style 1.8 T coils. Yep. Right? Yeah. And that well, no. So it had a conversion on it. Okay. Because the early the, when they first came out, they had this weird like power on stage setup that was gone before I got it. They had a 1.8 T conversion early on, and then um, the car was down for like a month. We were trying to find out why it wasn't starting, why it died one day. And we tested all the coils; they all tested fine. We we replaced every relay, every sensor in the thing. Nothing. I eventually just gave up and sent it to uh, a guy up in um, up in, up in Gloucester, and he was like, oh, "I just replaced the ignition coil." <laughs> um, <laughs> awesome. And so after that, I I swapped out um, those coils for LS 
style coils. That, GM style. Yeah, and EFI Express makes those. That's yep. how I got. Huh. Uh, and those work really a lot well. of cars now. A lot of cars convert over to the, the LS coils. Yeah, yeah they're they just, you can remote mount them, and, yeah. and like they're designed to be mounted right on the engine block, which has a lot of heat, yeah. so you can so put them remote mount. They're fine. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, and the nice thing is then you can run as long plug wires as you want. Yeah, I know a lot of turbo oh. cars run run LS coils and GM MAFs and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I know about the GM MAFs. You can run those in a in a DSM. DSM. I think uh, maybe even Evos or something. I'm sure. There might be speed, more speed density now. <clears throat> speed density is the way to go now. but Yeah, the GM MAF was a real early type of workaround for that, I think. Yeah, with um, I remember with my a while. cheap and effective. Yeah, with my WRX, the the thing we were gonna do was swap out the boost controller that we had put in. It was like a you know like an Apexi boost controller or something like that, or Blitz. It was a Blitz boost controller. Yeah, and uh, we were gonna swap it out for a Grand National boost control solenoid. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, so what we did is we programmed the ECU. That's really old technology. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's a really good boost control solenoid. Okay. Um, and so we 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 had tuned the motor to work with that so we had actually written the code in there to run that um but we just never got around to putting it in so when this guy who has it now got it i was like go find a buick one and just plug it in we'll just plug it in it's ready to work go awesome because hmm. because like i said someone had ripped out the the blitz one and which is a weird thing to remove from a car yeah it was yeah they i mean like that was crucial to the because that was running the turbo right um but yeah after years of dealing with that car i sold it to a guy in montana who sent a truck uh, and he paid more than I had into the car, thankfully. So oh, I very see. rarely sell the car. Yeah. I, I don't ever sell I, I mm. think uh, the only car I ever sold for less than I had into it was that Scirocco, and I only had 100 bucks on that one. So, so that's okay. No. Yeah. Yeah, I, just, I don't have that same history, so no. that's good on you. <laughs> no, I'm very good at, at, at not taking, taking big hits on it. Um, so I sold that, and then I got uh, Roadmaster. Wagon. I remember that now, yeah. Um, so I really, really liked that Top was Gear episode. Woody, was it a Woody wagon? No, it had no. the wood removed. Oh, uh, it was it was, a, yeah. it was a wood delete model. Oh, that's cool. Um, was it the, the Top Gear USA one? Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, Rutledge, Rutledge, when Ru- yeah. I, I watched that episode with him filling it with water and then just driving it forever and ever and ever. And I said to my wife, I'm, I'm going to buy one of those. <laughs> and so I did. And she said, what? Yeah, she wasn't happy with that one. Uh, so like I got a 4 I got, by 8 sheet of plywood in the back. Well, so I bought it. And the guy I bought her from lived like a mile and a half from Ikea. Yeah. So we went down in her car. Uh-huh. And then we came back in her car and my car. That's, a good, way, that's a good way to get the wife on board with the car. That, yeah, Loaded up with Ikea furniture. I think I paid like 1800 bucks for it too. It was great. Oh. And it was in really good shape. Yeah, I remember yeah. you had the Polar SS wheels on it. Yeah, yeah it did. Cool car. Uh, and, you know, I drove it there in the winter and had snow tires on it. And I put yep. flow mat, fake flow masters on it. <laughs> and it sounded awesome. Flow masters? Yeah, that's a... Uh, and I mean, at LT1, right? Yeah, so LT1. The, I did like the the home plate delete because it's got this weird baffle on top of the engine that you just yank that thing off and put a hockey puck in it. Interesting. Um, it's supposed to make the engine quieter, and it does make the engine quieter, and it's but really it easy to take out. It. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So after the that wore off on my wife real fast, and it smelled bad. You had to get idea once. So. It smelled like a it smelled like an old man's car, <laughs> but it was did great. It leak? Uh, yeah, probably. Okay. Uh, I mean, I remember one time, yeah, I drilled, I drilled the, 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 uh, it, it was collecting water in the rear wheel wells. So I just drilled a hole in the bottom and yeah, sprayed it. That would, that would cause the, <laughs> the smell, I'm sure. Yeah. And then, um, I, but I really, it had a great automatic transmission. 
like I totally four L six E. Yeah, I totally turned the corner on on V eights and, and and automatics at that point because I was like, you can shift it. It's got the column shifter. Like I was, no longer on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I hate because I don't. I, that's like the first automatic car I'd had since my Grand Am, and right. my Grand Am was terrible. Oh, I mean, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Grand Am is not a benchmark a, for anything other than terribleness. And uh, I just loved me like you could sh- you could shift it. I was like, wait, you can actually just shift these things, and it was. Yeah. And you know you could bang into curbs at like fifty miles an hour, and things just keep matter. going. Yeah, a big body on frame car, and, and then, ride good. And then I sold, I sold that for a thousand dollars more than I bought it for. All right, and I, had, and I took everything I had out of it. And you did make it look cooler though with the wheels and the exhaust. No, it came on with the wheels. Oh, really? I, I put the I put the exhaust on it. That cost me eighty dollars. Sweet. <laughs> uh, and oh, and I think I had to replace the AC condenser or compressor because I think that blew up on me. Wait, I, you have an automatic car with functioning AC? You definitely got the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it it died on me one day, and uh, that was the day I was going to like I had to drive from Salem to um, the Tweeter Center, or whatever the hell it's called now, Mansfield, Mass. Yeah, and um, just in like back, my wife's car was in the shop, so she couldn't take it, so she had to drive my car to pick me up in Boston with no AC, dr- no AC, yeah. and I got it fixed like the next day. Yeah, yeah. that that would definitely wear in the wife. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but it was comfy. It was very comfy. Yeah, very comfortable. Uh, so that didn't last long. So I sold that for a. Uh, I have an E36 now, uh, 97328i. Um, it's fun. I've, it's the longest I've ever owned a car. Yeah, it's um, a good little car. But I haven't put a lot of miles on it. I think I got it with 189. It's got 195. That was six years ago. Okay, five it's been years a while. Ago. Only 5,000 miles in five years? Yeah, yeah I don't wow. drive a lot. Um, it looks good. It sits nice. What do you have springs in it? Uh, so it's got SolarWorks S1s, which are actually pretty good. Uh, okay. They have a really nice warranty, and every piece you can buy from SolarWorks directly. Mm-hmm. So, like, if like uh, uh, your spring perch in the back has decided to weld itself shut with rust, which mine has, and that's why it's so. Are they low. coils? Hmm? Are they coils? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the fronts are coilovers, the backs are the springs with the little coil pieces. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but like, you can just go on their website and order two new spring perches for twenty bucks. And, oh, okay, that's cool. Um, so and they they had a really good warranty and I got it through fifteen fifty two at the time. And yeah, you have fifteen fifty two wheels on it too. I well, do. not right now because got winter wheels on it. But. Yeah, I wish it did, but um, yeah, that was a good deal for me. I uh, did a lot of work for the guys um, at uh, at fifteen fifty two. Um, their website got hacked. Okay, and I fixed it. Oh, okay. And so instead of so I sent them an invoice for you know the ten thousand dollars worth of work that <laughs> yeah. I did. And I was like, <laughs> or you could just send me a, some wheels and tires. Excellent. Nice. And um, they look really good in the car. They completely changed the look yeah, of the car. That has become a modern yeah. classic of a wheel. The like tarmac, right? The tarmac, tarmac, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's exactly what I wanted the car to look. Because that's when I, when, I was, when I was in high school, like, that's how I wanted – if I had an E36, that's how I would have yeah, done DTM it. DTM style. DTM or BTCC yep. style. Um, Which we were the same with Volvos. We both wanted an 850 with 15-spoke OZs. And the big <laughs> – I wanted the – whatever the TSWs were with the fake – Oh, the fake center, center, center lock. lock. Yeah. Oh yeah, Hockenheim's I think. That's yes, Hockenheim. Yes. That's the one. Hockenheim had, R. We had, we had those. Uh, my friend Elliot had those on his '95 GTI VR6. That's excellent. But I was like 14. I wanted my mom to get them for her '97 850 GLT. And she was like, "No." <laughs> her Aqua. Yes, very the very '90s Aqua uh, GLT. Hey, that car taught me to look at square. Square exhaust tip means turbo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that's the car I've got now, and it's. I'm not getting another one until my wife gets one first. Uh, it's the, Compromises. Yeah, I I, yeah. I got the last one. I don't drive it that often. Right. I ride my bike. I take the train. Yeah, commuter life on the train. Yeah, Keeps miles off the car. I like E36s though. It's, I yeah, hated them at first. I I, I like I was an E30 guy because they're the last simple BMW. 
Yeah, that's, I think that's why I, 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 I when I used to drive them back when I had my E30, I was like, oh, I hate these things. They're so like soft and. Because you worked at BMW PB for a while, right? Yeah, I worked at, for the Lionwall Auto Group for yeah. four years. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I, I got a lot of good information, and I was a systems integrator, so I got to see all like the ECU stuff and. Yep. Um, what they they had a system called ISIS, you know. Um, that was what replaced the GT1 That's system, awesome. and I, I I installed ISIS, and I don't know if they changed the name since. But I, I, I hope so. BMW, it's TIS now. TIS. Uh, TIS was what it was before. That's the techn- technical information system. Oh, for the um, ISIS is the pro- is a system that reprograms everything. To reprogram it, it's something else now. I can't remember. All right, we've talked about ISIS for too long. We're yeah. all on the list now, so yeah. let's move on to the next subject. Yeah. I'll have beards. And- <laughs> yeah. Not all of us. Only oh, Andrew, yeah. only Andrew I, saved. I actually shaved mine because I had to renew my passport, and I got oh, a picture, okay. so. I didn't want to have a beard picture for 10 years. All right. Um, yeah, so this is, you know, my wife. That takes us to today. My wife's got the Mazda 5 yep. with, a, with a manual. Which is a cool, cool little van. Oh, it's got manual? Honestly, yeah, yeah, she's got a really five, cool man, brand 2010 Mazda 5 with 42,000 five-speed manual. That's a really cool little van. But we're getting sick of driving manual now. We kind of want to. Oh, you're, you're definitely off the podcast now. <laughs> she, wants a, she wants a Volvo wagon. You sure she doesn't want a B-body wagon? <laughs> She'd love. Uh, she's she's trying to. We're trying to get her like a, a a Volvo wagon of some sort. Yep. Either an XC seventy, sixty, a new 90, style or an older style, like a couple year old one. Like two thousand eight yeah. or newer. Because they've gotten ridiculous in the past couple of years as far as price of Volvos go. They've oh, gone crazy, from being huh? like a car that is a you know the, the professor car from college to being like like a high end car now. They're well, big money. The I, I went and saw the new S ninety, um, which is cool looking car. It is. Cheap is it really compared compared to like based not on compared the to size, old Volvos no no yeah. uh, but compared to like uh, a seven series it's as big as a seven series mm-hmm. okay uh, I haven't seen one in person that I've oh, noticed it's so. gorgeous too. I know it's a good looking car the, you sit in it it's like it it's it, it's like one of those like high class Swedish like hotels right like every piece of wood is like high finish going back to ikea here oh yeah. it really yeah. is such a nice and like it's comfy this it's like that's the thing is uh the swedes always make the best seats oh absolutely all the sobs the sob yep. i had it was so yeah comfy. the sob we have now is i could drive that car for days on days I, my Beautiful. parents had a lot of volvos or a volvo family but it, it got to the point where the her last volvo the 05 the v50 just wasn't that great of a car anymore because yeah. it was the Ford generation when that they owned a, it. Yeah, those are based on a Fiat and it was, uh, Focus. Yeah, and it was starting to have a lot of weird electrical issues. There was a lot of piggybacked Volvo to Ford electronics in that car. Yep. Think, right there. Yeah, and, and the and the Ford stuff's the problem. Yeah, because yeah, it would it needed a rear ABS sensor, so my dad replaced it, and then the same code kept coming back. And you'd go to drive it like a like a snowy, sleety day, and you you know going down that uh, Hanson Street. This is real local. It's a big, big, big hill you got to drive down. I was driving one day and it just like just barely tapping the brakes and they were like locking up. ABS, like ABS going was going crazy. I remember Light I had a weird no off. start sometimes too. The exactly, it had that weird it didn't have a key. Yeah, had, had that weird fat key with not like an. It wasn't like a metal part. It was just like a probe that would come yeah, it was off. Like plastic stuck yeah. it in the dash. That cost it was, like them a pro- a, it was like a proximity key before they became like. Yeah, that cost them a ton of money to fix keys. one time. I think those are built in Belgium too. Yeah, so they got rid of that and they're they're. Um, They've become Subaru fans because which Subaru, a lot of Volvo people have around here. I think Subaru has not picked up power. the market. Just not enough power. 
No, my wife, not. my wife, want, my wife really wants one of those. But then she's like, "How much horsepower does it have?" I'm like, "150." She's like, "But has no. she driven see, one?" See, my mom's got the new no. Outback. Well, she's got 150 horsepower now. That's what I'm saying. If she if she drives one of those, because I've I've driven his that's his mother's new new Outback. Yeah. Oh yeah, but uh, and, and it doesn't it doesn't want for power. No, I mean, it's 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 that the way actually it's geared, has the way it drives. It's a nice car. That actually has the best CVT I've ever driven. Is oh, really? Subaru. Yeah. I didn't even realize it was a CVT. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. They've done a really good job with that. When you when your dad had his had his uh, surgery, yeah, and he couldn't drive for a few months. I drove the car a couple times for yeah. him, and I was impressed. I mean, for a naturally aspirated boxer, it's, which I've always hated because the ones I've driven have been like the, a '95 Impreza. Yeah, um, like Stephanie's car. It's just a slug. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, but the car is very, very impressive. You don't notice that it's a boxer. It doesn't sound like a boxer inside the car. The transmission, like I said, I had no idea it was a CVT. It, it, They're big, though. They must program shift points into it. It's, I mean, it's the size of a first-gen Explorer now, but yeah. it's, it's – have her drive one before you just go on numbers. Yeah. Because, I mean – For I, the money? For the money, it's a good car. Yeah. Well, she just really wants a red Volvo. Well – which, I'm, which I'm also not like I'm not like I'm not telling her no. I'm saying oh yeah, yeah let's get you a passion well, there's, there's always the, the the emotional attachment to a car is more important than anything else. Yeah. You know, it's the reason that I love old Mitsubishi Colts, you know, Dodge Colts. I, I have I have no rational explanation for it. I know there's cars out there that are better than everything that I own, but there's just a that's, that's why we're into cars. Yeah, I mean, you, you would if you if you didn't care about the emotional connection to a car, you wouldn't be driving an E36. You know, it's, drive a Camry. Yeah, you drive yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, I drive the Camry of BMWs, but you don't because it's a rear-wheel drive five-speed car that you yeah. can go out and rip around in the yeah, rain and, and the put a limited snow. Slip and, in and yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you put fifteen fifty-twos on it, and you lowered it, and I so, could do that with a Camry. You're, you're fooling yourself if you think you could have been in a Camry. You would not have been a happy person. No, no. And I mean, it's as, as, so, this as grounded so to the ground as the ad said they were. Yeah. They really are not very much at all. So, but I, I wouldn't. Have her drive a Subaru before you before she discredits. Yeah, it. I mean, she'll we'll try. I think we're you know, she right now we're getting nothing because we're moving into a into another house. So. Yeah, you're staying, staying local, huh? Are you staying local? Oh yeah, yeah. Without too much information, yeah. since I've already ruined, yeah. I've already blown up your spot. Yeah, no, <laughs> ruined my old place. If you know where that is, yeah. I have a general idea. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. But anyway, yeah, I'd I'd, I'd look at that before, and I, I would never have like I said, I would never have suggested a Subaru for anybody. Five years ago, other than an enthusiast looking for a WRX or an STI, but which I, I, I wouldn't was, even buy a WRX right now. Oh, they're ugly. I think they're ugly and I think they're overpriced. Yeah. yeah, they have all-wheel drive, but I'd rather go with. A, we're looking at a Focus ST instead, just because it comes in a wagon. Well, five, I five can tell wagon. you all about the STs. Yes, Jared is other little side project here, which you did with Brad from 1552. Correct. Yep. Worked with uh, with Brad and Matt from 1552 and Ford uh, yep. to uh, launch the ST brand in america yeah uh and that was primarily because of me screwing around on vortex for so many years right uh them knowing me uh i know um uh brian scotto from uh hoonigan, hoonigan yep. slash zero to 60 mag which uh i, I was like zero a to huge 60. shill was like, yeah, for that, them yeah. yeah that was awesome magazine when it was around for like a minute totally unpaid shill for them just because it mm-hmm. was so well written yeah mm-hmm. um it was just like fun adventures who was it that we we knew from zero to 60 we talked up in maine oh uh chris deplessy was, uh, DePlessy, was doing yeah, stuff yeah, with yeah. them he, he was doing he was doing articles and stuff with them I remember we talked to him about no, that. No, no, I wasn't doing articles. They came up and they, oh, about they covered the New England Forest Rally in like 2010. Yeah. Uh, like they came and just oh, did yeah. the whole weekend with them. Yeah. I remember everything we owned had zero to 60 stickers all over Because they were just throwing them out <laughs> when we were up at the rally. I was just grabbing them. Um, 
Yeah, so I wrote the the Project ST stuff. I did all their uh, the history lessons, which was great because it's, uh, it's Ford, really cool. Ford yeah. gave me access to their uh, their database of, of photos, like their catalog of photos, and I was just yanking photos that like I've never seen. That's awesome. Out there, like I found I found like an original picture of an '83 Escort GT Turbo. Right. As far as I'm concerned, I've never actually seen a, a stock one for sale, like one that actually was a turbo and not just a turbo. I don't think added. I knew it existed. Yeah. So there was turbo and there's turbo AXPs. And like I found catalog photos of that and I did articles. I mean, I did articles with really crappy cars too. I, I, and I love it. Like I, I read most of it. You know, yeah. our, our mutual friend Andy. Is and Andy, EXP I was going to say, Andy, yeah. I actually did an article of Reader's Ride on yeah. his like factory fresh EXP, which he just bought back. Oh, he, he sold it? Hey, so yeah, he sold it about two years ago, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, he just bought it back because he missed it so much. I, I, I got – He has like – I think he has – I think right now he has four EXPs and three LN7s. Yeah, and he's got like – and he's got the two like um, uh, convertibles that they made. Yes. There's, I think there are three LN7 convertibles and he has two of them. Yeah. He's got a yellow one in like Florida and, and a red, one, like up a red here. one up here. I had the pleasure of working on the red one. Oh, really? Um, it was different. Um, I really love obscure cars. So I really loved the car. I don't know if I could own it, but I really loved having it. Um, what happened was when the car was built, they didn't have any kind of uh, bracing when they cut the roof off of it. Mm-hmm. It had a little bit of bracing, but it wasn't very good. So he brought it into. He asked me if if I could, you know, brace up the bottom of it somehow with some square tube or something. So we did a little bit to try to, you know, <laughs> straighten the car so it didn't wasn't as much of a wet noodle anymore going on the road. But that, that's a cool car. Yeah, it was a weird. It was a weird conversion too. I don't. I don't know if it was ASC McLaren that did it. It was, it was someone, a different company. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was someone else, and they, yeah, they, they literally did. just like cut the roof off and was like, "Here you go. Is this okay? Can we sell this?" It was the same company that did the Thunderbirds that he has too. Oh god, yeah. I don't know if you've seen his Thunderbirds. He has like an '82, doesn't he? He's got like the. I, the, I, I, the I'm not going to quote the years because they're wrong, uh, but it's that generation. He's got that awful one that's like totally square. Right, and the what the the side moldings don't line up with the bumper moldings from the it's factory. It's like they made it for like three years. It's like right. seventy. He's got like four of them. Something. He has one that has 381 miles on it, <laughs> and it's absolutely pristine. Nobody wants it but him. But it's a cool car because if you gotta ridiculous. get your, if you gotta get your windows, your glass done for your car. Oh, he's, he's the guy. guy I go to absolutely now, just because I like sending my business. Yeah, and he's a really good guy too. Yeah. So when the weather's better, we gotta we gotta. Uh, have Jared see our uh, friends Mark II escort. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah I'm, 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 I'm a big antique Ford guy, especially the European stuff. Yeah, it's a very cool car. I thought you were going to say his Mark II Volkswagen because that's really nice too. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that car. He has like a museum-quality Mark II. Actual museum-quality. Yeah. Like this thing is hmm. – the you wouldn't even know it had been sat in before. I mean the car is that nice. Mm-hmm. And its bone stock still has the you know, the arrow headlights. Doesn't was never converted to dual rounds and – I mean, the car, it's for a car that's got, I think, 60-something thousand miles yeah. on it. Yeah. It's factory 16-valve. It's the right car. It's red, I mean, it black BBS shots. It's got knocked-off BBS wheels on right, it, but whatever. he has the stock. It's got, the right it's got arrows, and if it's got arrows, it's a small bumper one, yeah. yeah. It's a small bumper car, yeah. yeah. Cars, it's an 87. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this will be first year 16 I think it's 87. Yeah, it's an unbelievable car, but he also has a Mark II and a Mark One now. He bought a Mark One. Oh, I didn't know that. He did. He bought a so – he, he has an actual RS – 2000 Mark II, and he just bought a Mark I, which is a reshelled RS2000. Um, the original one, I guess, was just rotten beyond compare. Probably. So they took a... Which is a pretty um, common thing, I guess, in, in England. Reshelling a car, oh. yeah. Um, so they took another Mark I, and I'm not going to quote exactly what it is, but it wasn't like a 1300. It was like the one level below the RS2000. 
So it's so there, well. Was it eighteen hundred? It's still a seam weld no, shell the and everything. Mark two. Oh. Uh, the first ones were Mexico. So you could have been an RS Mexico. Maybe it's an RS Mexico. So I, I was Mexico one level below an RS 2000 because mm-hmm. it has a seam welded shell, I think. Mm-hmm. And they moved everything from the RS 2000 over to this car. So it's definitely – yeah, it's going to be a Mexico. The car, it's a seam welded Mark One, and it doesn't have the he, – he, he bought it last month. Um, his father still lives in Wales, so he stored it in his father's garage for nice. the winter. And he'll be bringing it over here nice. in March. So – Actually, one of the one of them will be for sale next mm-hmm. year, so keep an eye on those. Right, cool. Left hand or right hand drive? They're both left hand drive. Wow, that's pretty lucky. And I mean, they got to be big money cars, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they're, I mean, yeah, it's gonna be. I, I, I drool over this thing. I've sat in this thing. I haven't had a chance to drive even the Mark II yet, but I will. Um, I mean, it's. We're gonna have to do some video with it. Yeah, we're gonna have to do a, anything that gets an excuse to look at it for another minute is gonna be. Yeah, he'll be done with that. Too. <laughs> so because uh, he had that. That cool Trans Am that he got rid of, and yep, he, but, said, oh, he buys the nicest of the nice cars. So yeah, yeah, but he he wants. I know he wants me to take pictures of them. So yeah, it's gonna be worth it. Mm-hmm. That car is so nice. But, yeah, well, you, we're a little over uh, sixty minutes. Okay, so I I think we're gonna. Well, that was a good first guest, Jared. Thank I think you we're for gonna coming. call that a podcast. Uh, pretty we're awesome p- that uh, you're local and have such similar car knowledge and 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 experience as us. So. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely have you back on again. So if you've got any uh, social media you want to plug or anything, you can go for it. Uh, not really. Uh, I don't really do a lot of social media, unfortunately, okay. but I'll let you guys. Jared is famous from the internet, but now he's behind. Yeah, I'm an old man, and yeah. I don't like Twitter. <laughs> old he likes internet. forums, man. I, I want a oh, forum. I have an Instagram. It's chapel978. You, you do have an Instagram. Yep. Yeah. I don't think you put much on it, though. No, I try. I try to look at it like at least once a week, but gotta yeah. get back on that. That's yeah. I, the, I, that's I actually Instagram's like my favorite one because it's just there's no politics. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> very little politics, yeah. and it's and you can curate it really you, well. You can curate it a lot better than Facebook. Yeah. You can really make it exactly what you want it to be. So and and we've honestly between we've had a whole episode about you know social media, but we've met so many good people. You mm-hmm. know, you're buying your. Montero through social media, essentially. Yeah, I've never met them in person. But we talk to them all the time. Talk to them a bunch of times. Yeah. So, you know, and I'm buying the truck through somebody else out there. Not even the same person who I know through social media. So Been in the same area as them at the same time? He did run the rally, Prescott Rally, back in 2010. We were there yeah, in Arizona. Yeah, yeah, so... So we've been in the same... Right, we've like, seen him. ...physical space. That's before we knew who he was, though. <laughs> yeah. And we moved so, by proxy. You know, he's friends with Dimitri. Yep. And he knows that. They've rallied together, haven't they? Yes. Yeah, and he so. knows Brian Driggs, so. Yeah, so. Yeah, we know enough people. Yeah. We're, it's safe. Yeah, exactly. Enough <laughs> <laughs> people to make sure we're not getting taken advantage of. Yeah. Well, anyway, you can follow uh, you follow the podcast on Facebook. It's the Auto Off Topic podcast. And you can follow us on Instagram, Auto Off Topic. If you've got any questions, comments, you want to know more about my truck, you can email me at autooftopic at gmail.com. Or me at Brad at VintageImportsNE.com. Yes, the truck will be for sale on the Vine website. Uh, we'll also be posting it from Vine to Craigslist and all the good places you find. All the places you can sell a truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anything else? Uh, my Instagram, VintageImportsNE. Uh, my Facebook, Vintage Imports of New England. Mm-hmm. My personal Instagram, Andrew's <laughs> already smiling because here we are again making fun of my name, TSISS350. Uh, I'm working on changing that. I have to do it slowly, though. Just Brad it fine. Well, I have a Vine one and a personal one. Ah, uh, yeah. See, yeah. I, I don't want to have any pictures of the wife and daughter and dog, really, on the Vine one. Yeah. Whereas I still want to have... So, 
Every now and then I get to take a picture of the family and put it up somewhere just so they don't think that I hate them and only like cars. Yeah. I mean, it's it's probably true, but I don't hate them, but I do only like cars. So my personal one is Race and Anger on Instagram. I'm and dead, by the way. We, uh, you've probably heard him before on the podcast in the background, Enzo Barking. So my fiance has actually made Enzo a Instagram page. If you want to follow an Instagram page of a black lab, uh, it's Enzo the Cuddle Uh-oh. Buddy. Yes. Or Cuddle Buddy Enzo. Cuddle Buddy Enzo. That's ah, what it is. Come on now. And uh, she also made one for her cooking. It's called Steph's Ugly Kitchen. Excellent. Because our kitchen is disgusting as you – well, it's not dirty. Uh, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, just, it's just really decorated in poor taste by the previous owners of our house. So. I that was contemporary. That was a contemporary. It was, I, don't, I don't think it was. We were told it was the high-end uh, one from Circuit City – not Tri-City Tri- Tri- Sales. Tri-City Sales, yeah. which is a local like place. 78. Yeah. So. But it, that sink is – Awesome. Yeah. It's got yellow. a bright yellow sink. Yeah, you can see a picture of the bright yellow sink on the Instagram page. Uh, yeah. As always. Is, is she taking our, adv- our advice? Is there going to be a Stephanie cooking show? Steph's Ugly Kitchen cooking show? I told her we could do videos if she we wants. We have to but, do it. It's but, very important. It can fund the replacement of the carpet. And yeah. It can fund the replacement of the whole kitchen if you do it right. I, I bought her. And uh, that girl can cook. I, yeah, I bought her a new stainless steel cart to kind of bling it up in there a little bit. I got another stainless steel counter to add some counter space. There you go. Usability at least. I didn't know so, we, were, we I didn't know we were uh, promoting our wives things on if, on, if you want. So uh, oh yeah, if of you want to do that, um, absolutely. My wife has written a book, yes, and it's been published, uh, self published. But hey, um, it's, it's a book it's and it's pretty exists. amazing yep. that she wrote a book, and I'm super proud of her. Uh, it's called Maddox Pike. It's Pike. a mystery novel, mystery right? Novel, or yeah. thrilling novel? It's a, thr- a mystery thriller. It's a real mm-hmm. dark, dark book. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's called Maddox Pike by D. A. Flanagan, and you can get that on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Excellent. Yeah. And as always, please rate, review, and share the podcast. And uh, thanks for listening. Keep your cars analog. Good night.